You're listening to the Homegrown Faith Podcast. I'm Joe Clark, and I'm chatting with my fellow pastor and friend, Richard Sweatman, about God, the Bible, and life lived growing our faith in Jesus. This podcast is coming to you from Hunter Bible Church in Newcastle. Hey there, Joe Clark. Great to be chatting with you again. How are you doing? And you, Richard Sweatman. I am well. I have... Surprised a bunch of people. You have last news. Weeks. Yes, yes, yes. I, I, I really, I've never. I don't think I've ever had anything I've done where people be like, "What?" Which is, I got a dog. <laughs> I, I have become a dog owner. His name is Teddy. He's black, a miniature poodle, and he's pretty cute. Um, I, yeah, I do enjoy <laughs> some of the things he does. But yeah, it's been fun to train him. He's yes. excellent at fetch. And that's been very satisfying for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're an excellent trainer. You're an experienced trainer, Joe. So oh. I expect you to have success. Here we go. It's been interesting. As I started to look into it, I'm like, oh, I'm actually, most of the training our dogs of our dogs in my family home were my dad, and I just rode on his coattails. So I'm actually going to spend some one-to-one time with the dog trainer because my ideal vision for Teddy is that he's super polite and people just love seeing him at my house. Or if they don't love seeing him, he will just leave them alone. <laughs> so, yeah. But yes, I've had two growth groups over so far. And um, aside from the initial weed, because he was so excited the first time it happened, yeah, it's gone pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's we've, we've all been there. Yeah, we've um, all been there. <laughs> so you're a farm girl, Joe. Um, yeah. How uh, is uh, Teddy, is he going to be a farm dog or is he a city dog? Or <laughs> where, where are you going to find the zone? <laughs> He's definitely, he's going to be a plush in a city dog. <laughs> I just need to be honest about that. Um, oh, he's just having a little cry, actually, because I'm recording the podcast. Um, yeah, he's, uh, he is going to be inside. He sleeps on my bedroom floor. So that's very much a city dog. And he really likes cuddles. And he doesn't do anything functional in my life other than just give me cuddles. So, yeah, I've accepted it. How would he go uh, rounding up sheep? <laughs> Badly, you do that badly. <laughs> I think you just chase them around. <laughs> he probably what wouldn't about, even um, catch bringing down a pig. Could he bring down a pig? <laughs> bring down the pig. <laughs> he get he would get killed. <laughs> okay. He would get killed by a pig. He would very very much want to go say hi to them though. He's incredibly social. It's like you're going for a walk and he's like, wait, there's someone there. Yeah. Fifty meters down the road, I need to stop, run towards them. And then say a big hello for a good ten minutes. <laughs> so no, no, no sheep, sheepdog work. No, no pigging. For, for no, he is a... wildly all there for my comfort, and I would <laughs> love to. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's been fun. It's been fun. <laughs> yeah, great. Well, feel free to share dog stories on this podcast. Uh, I, you know, I feel up, I feel unsure because you know there's only so many stories you can hear about well, someone's be, dog. There'll be maybe thirty percent, fifty percent of our listeners are going to be. Hungry for dog pod, dog stories on the podcast. Okay, it might be fifty percent of. I oh know. Let's skip forward thirty seconds. Skip forward. If the method is dog story, <laughs> the quality content. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what's been happening in your life, mate? Oh well, I thought. I mean, this is not a funny story particularly, but I thought just at this moment in the podcast, I'd share with you that I, I went back and found um, that quote we mentioned last time from ah. Augustine on Psalm three. Nice. Um, you know, the amazing thing about a Kindle, you can search. Search this document, which I, I could not have done with a physical book. Yeah. And um, it was so cool, I wanted to find it. So can I can I read um, section 18? Definitely. From, um, oh, I'm not sure which 
uh, book it's in, but um, he says, uh, and if you didn't listen last week, yeah, just have a listen to last week where um, we, we found, we connected with Psalm 3 and Augustine. He says, moreover, the oracles of the Psalms are by no means silent about the Lord's resurrection. For what else is meant by the song which he is represented as singing in the third Psalm? I went to bed and fell asleep. I arose from sleep for the Lord upheld me. Or is there anyone silly enough to believe that the prophet wanted to let us know as an important piece of information that he slept and got up again? <laughs> that sleep must stand for death and that awakening for resurrection. And the psalmist had to prophesy about Christ's death and resurrection in this way. <laughs> so, anyone silly enough? <laughs> quite. Yeah, I have to admit, I might have... I might have fallen into that silly person category. You know, I'm definitely a silly person. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, that's so funny. Oh, it's so it's so interesting. Like he just absolutely he's backing himself here. He thinks it's about the resurrection. Yep, yep. This about is probably about um as his, this is the words in yeah the, the words of Jesus. So, um, it was nice to find. I thought that just that was worth yeah pulling out and sharing. He's so. he's got a funny writing tone. Is he like that quite a lot? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's happened quite humorous. All his opponents, idiots. That's that's more acceptable <laughs> in previous centuries or millennia of church. My childhood, I would have had my mouth washed out with soapy water for calling someone that. Yeah, that may have happened yeah. once. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, he certainly does. Uh, that, that's one of the more polite things he says about people of different. Oh goodness. <laughs> um, oh, how enjoyable! Well, looking but, forward to hearing more about that book down the yeah. track. That sounds fun. But um, yes, I have been um, reading some Bible as well. Nice. And uh, well, another Psalm actually. We're both in the Psalms here. This one's I'm yeah. just going through fairly slowly this one. But Psalm 62 um, mm-hmm. came up in our staff meeting in a devotion a few months ago. And I just thought, oh, I'll, I'll oh. mind spending a bit more time in that in that Psalm. And um, going through verse by verse has been great. It just showed up a couple of really cool things. Um, so Psalm 62 verse 8 says, Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. And uh, you and me, you know, this this is, we, we love verses like this because here mm-hmm. we have um, this expression of trust in God, mm-hmm. um, the rock, our salvation. But mm-hmm. there's that ca- connection straight into that of, of pour out your hearts to him. Mm-hmm. That idea of um, praying what's on our heart, speaking mm-hmm. openly, very personal for mm. God is our refuge. God is our strength and salvation. Mm. It reminded me of when Hannah pours out her heart to the Lord. Do you remember that? When she's um, oh, I didn't praying. I that connection, but yeah. yeah and, and 1 Samuel, she's um, she's yeah, sad, grieving about not being able to have children and is praying and, and Eli the priest rebukes her because he sees she think, he thinks she's drunk. But she says, no, not so. I was pouring out my heart to the Lord. Mm. Um, And so she's embodying this psalm here. My mind went to um, the end of Philippians where it's, you know, cast your anxieties Mm. on God for he cares for you. And um, what is, like I was just thinking, it's a very similar idea of that unfettered, just relying by speaking to God. Yeah, and yeah. casting upon, pouring out that same idea mm. of um, things from the heart leaving you, going out mm. in a direction mm. towards And in a f- flooding kind of way, like it, um, thin look, liquid moves fast, like you pour it out and it just... Yeah. 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 So love that mm. bit in verse 8. And also in verse uh, 10, there was a good verse, um, 
Do not trust in extortion or put vain hope in stolen goods. Though your riches increase, do not set your heart on them. And I think mm-hmm. the version I was looking, there was a, like, if your riches increase, do not set, set your heart on. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's so helpful. I mean, um, among Australian culture or among our listeners, there'll be people whose riches are decreasing or some mm-hmm. who are increasing. Mm-hmm. Um, and for, for those in the category of riches increasing, um, just a really clear word here. Do not set your heart on them. Mm, um, um, I think our, our joy, our happiness needs to be pretty uh, tempered if our riches increase. Um, mm. Certainly do not set your heart on any increase in riches. So, Wow, that's a very rebuking verse. It feels very almost um, like it would. you could read it and find it in the, in the Proverbs as well. Um, yes, it. I think... Um, as someone who is conscious of the the wealth that she has, I, I listen to that verse and I think, yep, good reminder. <laughs> Never hear that too many times because, you know, you've just been shown how you can set your heart on God. Yeah. You can pour your heart out to him and yeah. instead and what to not pour your heart into. Yeah, heart true. Him, yeah. yeah, the two, the repeat of the word heart there. Mm. That's, that's good. I hadn't noticed that before, but you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Wow, what a great psalm. Yeah, so Psalm 62, loving it. Um mm. So are you spending a bit of extended time in it or you just wanted to read it today? Oh, um, I have been, look, just quietly, Joe, I've been doing a little bit of translation work from the Hebrew. Ah, just quietly <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> uh, well, you know, That's great. I oh, I'm really encouraged by that. Hebrew. Yeah. Um, one of our lecturers, Andrew Sheed, said Hebrew is like a delicate sapling can easily wither and die. And so that's... Um, that's in the back of my mind as I try and just yeah. use, bring out, you know, with the computer, with all the help, all that sort of stuff. I just try and bring out a little bit of Hebrew to keep it, keep that tender sapling alive. I love that. That is so good. I'm encouraged that you can't, you know, you're working on your original language. That's one. Well done, mate. Well, thank you. <laughs> um, so that's that's the reason I've been spending a while in Psalm 62. Yeah. Oh, uh, good. What what's around the corner? Yeah. Um, but uh, Joe, yes, what have you been thinking about and reading? Well, before the holidays, I had started a book um, about John Newton, a biography about yes. John Newton, written yes. by a man who had also been convicted of a crime. So that got me very interested. I'm now, I'm up to the point where John Newton's about 20. So I've listened to his family story. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's funny, you'd think at 20, oh, he's just, life is just beginning. But no, he's been on a ship since he was 10 on and off ships since he was wow. 10. So he's this is half of his, you know, um, so far half of his life has been spent working or trying to find work. And actually one of the most interesting things I have been engaging with, which is the most recent stuff that's come up, is that John Newton was press ganged. Do you know what press ganging was? I do. Yeah. I don't think I understood it, but Anyway, um, what were you going to say? You're sitting down at a pub or something and someone will come and grab you and then before you know it, you're on a ship's crew, basically a slave, getting paid. Yes, that's right. So so basically, John Newton um, has this family. Um, I think it's his aunt or a a cousin of some kind and he goes to their home because previous visits, uh, he's met this young girl there and he's reputedly in love with her. So he's in the town again, avoiding the job his father has found for him and um, going to the town where the, the girl is, visits the girl, stays for way too long, loses the job he doesn't even want, and then is wandering around the countryside. And then the next minute, 
along come these naval officers and they basically go, right, you're now in the Navy. And yeah. I had no idea. I, I th- I'd heard the phrase before. I thought I understood it, but turns out I really didn't because this is just incredible to me that you could be walking along the road. And the biographer said, well, he should have known better because it was uh, they're on the verge of war between it, Britain and France and it was in a port city where yep. there was a warship <laughs> there. Yeah. So he should have known better. He should have been wandering around yep. the country, countryside. <laughs> anyway, so this is the beginning really of of a new episode of his life in his life um, where he's kind of struggled with employment. He's definitely walked away from Jesus by this point. But yep. one thing that struck me in his biography so far is – there's this really interesting comment about how as he was initially walking away from Jesus um, and what his mother had taught him, like the truths from the Bible, um, he started reading these essays and writings by, I th- he described them as a libertine writer. So someone who was saying they were Christian but actually just saying what their itching ears of the people reading wanted to hear. Yeah. And he memorized an 88-page article about how he could just live his life and it didn't really matter because um, God was never actually calling you to godliness anyway. And I was struck that this man's intelligence was, or excellent memory, was being, he just directed his memory that way and was looking for excuses for his um, kind of sin and that the false teachers found a home, like his the false teacher's teaching found root in his heart. Yeah. And um, it just really made me think about how if I'm struggling in my own faith at any point, I would want to be going to the word of God more than anything else. Like not looking because I'd be vulnerable to reading a book that I want to read that will help me convince myself that, yes, actually all those sinful thoughts I'm having are true and good and I should go that way. Yeah. And so I just found that really helpful. Like I'm, we're, I'm very early in his journey, his story, but um, – yeah just reflecting on the fact that this man who's credited for being a great pastor and a writer of a great song really got captured by such significant false teaching that, you know, he could, that would be a license for such significant sin. So, yeah. Anyway, it's been interesting. um, Oh, yeah. No, it's fantastic the way biography just um, brings you out of your current environment into something that's really not that long ago. Um, Yeah. I think press ganging happened around Newcastle. Um, what I read somewhere. Like, I did wonder if it if it had because I thought, well, we're a port city. There yeah, were certain pubs that had a reputation so that it right. was very difficult to, to get too drunk there. Otherwise, you'd find yourself the next morning on a ship. Um, right. But uh, yeah, it takes you out of the out of our world. But um, also, yeah, that that very relatable thing of um, spiritual vulnerability, false teaching, um, mm. tending towards um, yeah sin. So yeah, coming back to the word. Yeah. Where is that passage where it talks about they will want that they will look for what their itching is want to hear? Is it one Timothy? Yeah. Two Timothy chapter four, I think maybe. Yeah. But yeah. it is a a timeless passage. Yeah, that's right. It it speaks to what the human heart tends to, isn't it? That we want to yeah, hear yeah. what pleases us when we're thinking the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I always have a bit careful if I'm coming across um yeah, teaching that I I'm, I really love. Perfect. You know, I just do a little check mm. there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, well, uh, you will no doubt 
I will hear more about City of God by Augustine, and you're going to hear more about Jonathan Newton's biography by Jonathan yeah. And anyway. uh, enjoy, uh, yes, the ongoing training with Teddy, Teddy the dog. <laughs> I will. I definitely just threw a pet at him to stop him making loud noise during the podcast. He didn't get hurt. It just was water to try and distract him. Distract him. Anyway, uh, we should stop talking. It's been great to talk about um, all these things. Uh, For everyone listening along, uh, by the time you listen to this podcast, the Reach Australia Network, uh, the Reach Australia Conference will have finished and we are anticipating it's going to be great content. So why not um, watch their webpage, jump on their podcast for all the content coming out of that conference. It's We're really digging into the idea of – community or membership as HBC people use that language and I'm sure it's going to be great so jump on board with their resources it's going to be good yeah otherwise uh, yeah we'll talk to you again in a week Joe sounds good bye bye